This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. All right, Sunday is a Super Bowl. I love listening um, to radio and TV that with with um, companies that don't have you know a paid affiliation with the NFL and how they they just dance around saying the big game, uh, you know, a big week, the biggest game of the year. They can't say Super Bowl. So ridiculous, insane. It it's one insane. of the most embarrassing things about the NFL's business. They do pretty I, well. I can understand, Peter. But, like, it, you know, if, if Lay's is a, a, a sponsor and they paid a million dollars, then you know what? Then, you know, non-Lay's potato chips shouldn't put the Super Bowl logo on it. But, to, like, when we do a contest, we can't even say Super Bowl. I mean, well, who are we kidding? No. We know exactly what we're talking about. I know, but still, you know, it costs, I guess, a certain amount of money to be able to use the word Super Bowl. It does sound ridiculous, it's, but... Well, I have a friend in Vegas... Do it. Frankie Tadeo. Yesterday? T A D D E O. Okay. Tadeo. And he gave me some Tadeo. really illuminating stuff regarding um, the Chiefs. Right? All right. This is Patrick Mahomes. If you're betting something with Patrick, he's 13 and 1 straight up indoors. Indoors, he averages 306 passing yards, 33 TDs, and three interceptions. So the average is 306, but he's thrown 33 TDs and three interceptions in the 14 games. At Allegiant Stadium, where they're playing the big game, he's 4-0. Um, as an underdog, which he is going to be this Sunday, he's 11-1 in his career against the spread. As an underdog, he's 10-3 straight up. Oh, boy. In the playoffs, he is 12-5 against the spread. That's a 70.6% rate. You'll make money as a better if you get 70.6%. You sure will. In the playoffs, he is 14-3 and three straight up. 82.4% winning Insane. percentage. And five straight, five straight playoff games without throwing an interception. So somebody asked me today, well, who do you like? And I said, listen, I made the mistake of, of going with the Ravens. If I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose with Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to lose with Brock Purdy. I, I would like to know people's thought process that think, oh, I'm going to pick the 49ers. Now, the 49ers could win, but is it smart to go against this guy who's automatic? I was an idiot for doing it in championship weekend. A fool, a moron, a jerk. I'm not going to do it again. It's I'm, the safe I'm going pick. with the Chiefs. It's the safe pick. Now, if you want to get inside your own head about why is he a dog, like, if everybody universally believes, the stats say it, the feel, the way that these teams played in the postseason, it makes zero sense that the Kansas City Chiefs are a dog. If you get beyond that whole reason why, the logic tells you the safe pick. Are you going to be able to look yourself in the mirror if they lose the game and go, God, why did I pick Kansas City? You'd be like, okay, I do it again. I mean, it's the safe pick. The only way you get in your head is if you if you if you play games, pick San Francisco, and then if they if they lose, you look and go, what was I thinking? Would you think that if you went with Kansas City, no. there wouldn't be an ounce of regret, even if they got blown out fifty to nothing. You'd say, I'm sorry. There's just too many numbers. There's just too much that makes sense going with Kansas City. That's that's the way. I mean, that's the way I'm going to go unless. 
You know, something right. strikes me that I, you know, I, I just, I just totally go no. over to the 49ers. and the 49ers are the favorite. I don't think I've ever felt this certain about picking an underdog. Well, that, I think that's my undoing during the picks. Right. I don't you know pick what, many though? underdogs. Can I? Can I? Can we like step outside this for a second? Be smart. Okay. Shall we? For once. Basically, everyone I've talked to, basically everyone I've talked to, has said the same thing. I, I feel right. How could I bet against Kansas City again? I can't. I got to learn the lesson. You have the short line for San Francisco, and everyone's going, oh, my God, how? It has to be Kansas City. Isn't the answer that Vegas believes San Francisco wins by, like, 17 points? No, and we're going to go, I, no. why didn't we see it that way? Well, what? well, this line stinks. Yeah, it stinks. Think about it. The line stinks. We're all going Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City, and yet they're dogs. Because they're dogs for a reason. Because yeah. San Francisco is going to blow them out. San Francisco's gonna, if they think San Francisco is going to win by 17, why wouldn't they make him a seven-point favorite? The Because nobody would touch it. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it would be a crazy it – would, it, it, it's not so a lot. They, nobody would touch San Francisco. No, nobody would touch San Francisco. Everybody would take the seven with the Chiefs, so they'd make a killing. You're being, you're being too literal. What, what I'm saying is, is that v- Vegas believes – it's a short. It's still a relatively short line for San Francisco, but they know how the public feels about Kansas City. So this ends up being where it is for a reason. I'm not saying they actually believe San Francisco is going to win by 20. I'm just saying very often when we're looking at picks every week, Don, and we see a line that stinks this way, right. we go, "That's so weird. Oh, Why well, is Kansas City? Okay. I got to take Kansas City because so they're getting me, points." You watch you the this. game and you go, "Oh, that's what it was." Let me ask you this: So you're trying to get into the heads of the bookmakers? Mm-hmm. Okay, you've been very successful. You won the pick segment two years in a row. But who do you think is going to win? Forget about what Vegas gave you in a line. Who do you think is going to win? I, I have been leaning Kansas City all week, and I, I like you, I feel stupid that I've picked against them a couple of times. So it's like, why would I do that again? But I also could very much see myself being wrong, and it ends up being like a 27-17 San Francisco win, not really in doubt, and it looks like what most of the year looked like, not like what the Chiefs have been in the playoffs. During this season, for most of the year, with the exception of that three-game losing streak when Purdy was hurt, San Francisco generally looked like far and away the best team in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs looked like a different version of the Chiefs that was not special, really, Don, until three weeks ago. I am with you. But what I want to know from somebody from Vegas, and we were trying to get Joe Fortenbaugh on, and maybe I guess we'll talk to him on Friday, hopefully, to be able to, to, to ask him this. I'm with you. They were the best team in football outside of those three games when everybody was banged up. But if you look down the stretch, didn't really play anybody until they played Baltimore and got beat. And then you go into the postseason, they almost lose to the Packers, probably should have, and then almost lose in the championship game to the Lions, should have. And then you look at Kansas City, oh, look out for Miami, you know, beat Miami. And then they got to go on the road, which they never do. And they take care of business on on the road in Buffalo and Baltimore, two of the toughest places to play. So when you look at momentum and you look at what's happened recently, this line does not make sense. Uh, are you going to pick a game based on what happened, how you felt about a team two months ago? Or are you going to pick a team on how you feel about them right now? Well, if you're going to do that, right, I, I would do right now. 
I think San Francisco is fortunate to have won both of the playoff games. Of course, they really should have lost both of them. Yes. And I think it was poor coaching decisions on why. Why why, why the Packers, again, not not wanting to kick field goals and going for it on fourth down. Same thing with Detroit. They could have very easily be out. And that was at home. And now they're going up against a much better football team, technically on the road because it's not in San Francisco. I need somebody to tell me, what is it? What is the matchup? What are we missing? One team is going in one direction. The other team's going in the other direction. One guy's got the best quarterback maybe that ever lived, and another guy's got a, a really good quarterback. It's a nice story, but he's not in the same stratosphere as Mahomes. Uh, we, we, we basing it on what would have happened last year if Purdy had been healthy. That was last year. And, Give me October, November. They were killed by Baltimore, could have very easily lost to Green Bay and Detroit in their own building, and now they're a favorite in Vegas against, of all teams, Kansas City? And no. then you also have to factor this in. You know, we all look at Shanahan as a genius, and he is an offensive genius. But he was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons when they were 28-3, they stopped scoring. Then he had a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, and they lost. He's lost NFC Championship games as well. I can't put it on him last year because he ran out of quarterbacks, but... I mean, he has not shown that he's a great big game coach at this point. And I think that hangs over him like an anvil. He's got to win a big game to really be looked at as a great coach. We know he's an unbelievably innovative offensive mind. Is he a great head coach? We've not seen it. We have not seen it. Now, we know Andy Reid's a great coach. I, 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 don't, I don't feel that way. You don't? I, I've seen it. But he's never won a Super Bowl. That's fine. He just hasn't had enough chances yet. That, in fact, you, that argument actually made me understand it more. Like, you know what? Of course Shanahan's going get to get to a Super Bowl and win it. it it's, it's happening. Oh, if it's not you, this year, it's next year. They probably thought that about Marv Levy. It was 0 for 4. I, I, I just don't feel that way about Shanahan. The level of dominance Shanahan has had. Marv Levy wasn't, an over, wasn't a forever dominant coach and then just lost the Super Bowl. But he had great teams and they lost he, all four. But Bud Kyle Grant Shanahan had great teams and lost all the time. But Car- but but Kyle Shanahan since the second he got the head coaching gig has been nothing but a winner. But wouldn't it, you say Peter he has to win the big game to to go yeah, up into so, the pantheon of great coaches? But it's so early. What I'm saying is I just pulled up I just pu- pulled up uh Marv Levy's stats cuz I was curious. I mean, you got a lot of nonsense in there. There's a yeah, there's I, there's a lot of not so great. Kyle Shanahan is not that. Now, now, if you look at the last time Kansas City lost the Super Bowl, all right, that was against Tampa, and it was against Tom Brady. But really, what it was about was the fact that they could not protect Mahomes. That was the difference in that Super Bowl. And do you say, all right, well, maybe the 49ers can get after it? Well, I just looked up. Ravens led the league in sacks this year with 60. Was it a problem in the championship game? You know who was third in sacks? Miami, 56. You know who was fourth in sacks? Bills, 54. Was it any problem in the playoffs against the Dolphins, the Bills, or the Ravens for Kansas City? And then you look at San Francisco with 48. Now, I think San Francisco's got a great defense, but it's not even that. Because they went after teams that could they could go after the quarterback and take advantage of what was a banged up offensive line. You went with the Ravens because of the injuries on the offensive line. Did it matter going up against a team that had the most sacks in the league? 
Now, they didn't score in the second half. I get it, but they still scored 17 points and certainly did not, pressuring Mahomes and causing turnovers did not affect them in the ultimate winner or loss of the game. I, I need, there's got to be some stat, Michael. There's got to be something. You just threw out a bunch of stats. We both feel it. We've both seen it recently. What is it? Vegas knows what they're doing. There must be some stats, some matchup that makes them believe the 49ers are going to win this game. What is it? We're I, should say, I should say, by the way, I did not remember how slow the start was for Shanahan in San Francisco. Well, he didn't take over a great team. Yeah, and I, I did not remember, just being truthful, that in 17 and 18, he went 6 and 10 and 4 and 12. But since then, it was 13 and 3. They, the 2020 season, they were not good. And then it's 10 and 7, 13 and 4, 12 and 5. Um, and, with, and, when this, and when their defense is special, this is a special team. I, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm picking San Francisco. I'm just saying I, I think that's what the line is telling me. But, it, it, you know, he's not infallible. You know, there was an interview, I, I think it was with uh, Mad Dog, where the owner, Jed York, York um, uh, he said, you know, he's made some mistakes, but he admits his mistake. I mean, they spent $20 million on Garoppolo. He didn't think he could win with them. They, they traded three first-round draft picks to move up to get Trey Lance. Didn't, didn't happen. And then, you know, he, he actually scores with the last, last player picked in the draft of Brock Purdy. So he's not infallible. No, he's not infallible, but nothing he has. Um, But by and large, he is a guy who in a big spot, I will take. He's going to get the most out of the team. Who would you take over him? Who would you if two coaches to win a game for your life? Would it be Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan? Now, Reid used to be thought of as a guy who couldn't win. I was going to say, I mean, that's so hard to say. It's crazy. I don't think of Andy Reid as a perpetual winner. I think of him as a really great coach. Who then ran into a the, one of the most unbelievable quarterback talents we've right. ever seen? Right. So what what if he had stayed in Philadelphia, and he's working with uh, Jalen Hurts instead of Patrick Mahomes? Are we talking about a guy that you know can't win the big game, losing a bunch of championship games? I mean, Shanahan was able to go to a Super Bowl with Garoppolo, and now with Purdy, now he's gotten it wrong with Trey Lance, he, and he didn't think Garoppolo worked. But maybe that's just the case of from afar, you think you work with them, and then when you actually work with them, you see you can't do much with them. But for quarterbacks, they really haven't done anything, Michael. Lance hasn't done anything. Garoppolo hasn't done anything since leaving. Look what he's been able to work with. Can you imagine if he was the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs with that offensive mind and that kind of quality quarterback? So I think coaching is negligible here. Well, how about defensive coaching? Spagnuolo seems like he has an answer to everything. He's been great. Now, they don't have a great run defense. That could be it. Kansas City doesn't have a great run defense, and San Francisco has Christian McCaffrey. So maybe it's that. I mean, we're, we're grasping at straw, straws here why they're they're favored over, over the defending champs. Trying to find some reason. Yeah, well, the 49ers were, what, the best rushing team in football. Right. But the Bills were fourth. Right, they stopped uh, them. You know, um, let me see where... Um, and everybody else is pretty far down the list here as far as where the Dolphins were and where the Ravens were. So maybe I, that's a factor. I, I truly believe that the road to the Super Bowl for the, the Chiefs, there have been very few roads that have been this difficult. Miami was a good team. They, they, it was the, the weather played in the favor of Kansas City, so I give them the edge there. But then they go on the road. Everybody, every, the, 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 the sweetheart pick for the Super Bowl was, was Buffalo. They beat Buffalo and Buffalo. And then they beat a Ravens team that many people said, what, the perfect team. This is a Super Bowl team. They embarrassed them in Baltimore. 
So they've answered every single question in the affirmative. But they're not going to answer it on Sunday? Now, it depends on what stat you look at. If you go by rushing yardage, um, the Dolphins and the Ravens were low on the list. But if you went by rushing touchdowns, the 49ers were second with 27. The Dolphins had 27. The Ravens had 26. The Bills, 22. So they, from a rushing touchdowns perspective, the Dolphins in the playoffs played three of the top five teams in rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, boy, the stats favor Kansas City way more than they favor San Francisco, but there must be just something. There's just something. And the line moved. It opened to two and a half. It went down to one. Now it's back to like one and a half. So it, people did agree with us, but not enough to flip it to where the Chiefs are favored. And with Justin Pugh is the one guy we had on yesterday who liked San Francisco. Yep. Yep. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to John in New Jersey. Johnny. How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? Okay. Listen, I have a would you for you if you have the time. Yes. So, Michael, Don, and Peter, you guys are the commissioner of football, baseball, and basketball. If you had no choice, you had to make a decision, and it happens in real time, would you take away the three-point line in basketball, remove all analytics from baseball, or go back to the football rules in the 80s, like right now before the Super Bowl? Great question. Base, My ba- answer, baseball's I don't, the answer. Yeah, baseball's the answer. See, but not, uh, uh, well, you, you, so you don't want to be smart. You don't want to have information. No. no. I'm good. I would take away the three-point line. I think it's ruined basketball. Well, but, but, but you're, you're in the minority. Basketball is hugely popular. Football yeah. has never been more popular. And, and baseball and, and, and by the suffered. way, to go, back to, to go back to the 80s rules in football, you'd be a Neanderthal who doesn't care about the well-being of the men playing the game. So that's yeah, not an because, option. Yeah, because you're, you're, I mean, you, that's personal preference, Michael, but of the three things that have changed, the one that hurt my fandom the most was baseball. Well, I will, I will say this because it, it's, it's, it's two-pronged. I think information is king in everything. The more information you have, the better decisions you could make. I would take out the fact that a lot of teams make decisions in game from what they they're told before the game. They script games, but I would not take away analytics in terms of well, the information I would give to a manager. Yeah, but 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 you, you can't have you can't have both. I, all right, so no, it's got to go. Uh, tell me how it has benefited the sport by keeping it. They just did the poll, Michael. We didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday uh, on um, the, the new national pastime. And we kind of knew this, but the stats are staggering. And it's the NFL, like 75-25 compared to baseball. That was not the case 30 years ago. It's gradually been changing. And maybe it would have been football anyway. But I think analytics have, have really hurt baseball. It, I think it's hurt the quality of play in all the sports. With the, I think the three-point line has hurt basketball. And I do think the violence of football being taken out is hurt to a certain extent why we all fell in love with it in the first place. But the only of the three sports that they gave us, the only one that has really suffered over the last few years in popularity has been baseball. And I think it's that. Because what happens, Michael? Starting pitchers don't last long. I, I'm not getting uh, I'm not getting uh, complete games anymore. Uh, guys aren't playing every day anymore. Uh, it, it's really hurt the sport, Michael. And if you got rid of it, how how would it hurt? How would it hurt the sport, Michael? I, it wouldn't hurt the sport. It wouldn't hurt the sport. So I, I, I can't I can't say you guys are wrong. I hate the three point line because there's no basketball anymore. 
They just jack up 43s a game. It's changed the game. It is a problem, but there are people that dig it. I get it. I no, get nobody like. No, there's no fan that likes analytics. What? I mean, they they might they might be nerdy and enjoy the numbers of it, but there's no way they can quantify that the game is better because of it. Because I just outlined all the reasons. Guys don't play every day. That was fun watching guys play every day. You talk about load management that exists in baseball too. You know, Buck was on uh, that, the show Foul Territory, Buck Showalter, and said he hates the the load management. He said because a guy last year, and you can look it up, I guess, had a double and a triple in a game, and um, the you know the analytics people came down and said he has to rest today. He ran too much yesterday. And Buck said, you want me to tell a player who got a double and a triple, we're punishing him, he can't play today because he had too much running? And he said that stuff has to stop. He said that just, He said you got to push back on that. So I yeah I, I understand but, what you're saying. But you know, it, and it's and it's going to hurt all sports. Why do you think that guys like uh, Belichick? And Carroll don't have jobs. Why do you think that younger because coaches they will push back against analytics? Because they want less power. They they it's all collaborative now. They don't want a guy that's going to be in charge. And, and listen, I don't know how true it is, but Diana Rossini kind of stepped it back. But you heard that report that that one of the reasons that Rabel doesn't have a job is he's too physically intimidating. Uh, like so, but you just don't want an alpha male, I guess. You don't want somebody that's going to walk into a room and say it's my way or the highway. All that collective stuff, Michael, is what's happening now in sports. That it's all collaborative. It's all done by the book, and you could just see that sports are all heading in the direction. Baseball, for all of its faults. It starts everything. They were the first ones to have a draft. They were the first ones to have free agency. The first one that had labor strife and, and figured it out with the players. And the only one not to have a cap. Right. And they, but they lead the way. They led the way with analytics and all the other sports are going to follow suit. I'm telling you, sports in 50, 60 years, guys, is going to be unrecognizable to our kids and to the next generation. They're going to look back at what sports was 100 years ago, 50 years ago. What the heck is that? Because that's, that's where it's headed. It's not going in the right direction to me, but it's definitely moving in that direction. Peter, tell us about FanDuel. Well, Michael, we've talked a lot about FanDuel because we're talking about the Super Bowl this weekend. And happy Super Bowl to everyone. I'm getting everything all set, lining up my snacks. Turns out Jeff is bringing the seven-layer dip, in case anyone's wondering. Now it's time to think about the bets. All right, how are we throwing down this weekend? FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who's going to win like we've been talking about. Uh, is it going to be San Francisco? Is it going to be Kansas City who wins Super Bowl 58? But FanDuel has other bets. Who's going to score? How many points will be scored? And so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Peter to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Peter. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and physically present in New York. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issues, non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For up with a gambling problem, call 8778 Open Y or text Open Y at 467 369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the exact quote from uh, Showalter on the Foul Territory podcast. We had a guy who had a triple and two doubles, and they came in and said he probably needs a day off because he ran too much around the bases. So the only Met to have two doubles and a triple in a game uh, under Showalter in 22 or 23 was Brandon Nimmo. 
and he did it September 12, 2023, and although they told Buck that he should rest, he did, in fact, play the next game, uh, started and went one for five. Awesome. The, these are the people that run the teams, I'm telling you. And, and it works, but is it good for the game? It might help your team win, although everybody uses it, so not everybody can win. So you can't say, well, I want analytics because it helps my team win. Well, everybody's doing it, so not all 30 teams can win. But there is an entertainment factor to it, guys. You do want people to attend your games. You want people to watch your games. And listen, baseball's not hurting by any stretch, but it it has dropped in recent years in popularity. Maybe not so much in New York because we've got two teams and one is immensely popular in the Yankees and the Mets aren't that far behind. But in certain markets... You're starting to see the other sports elevated, and what football has done to all sports is just ridiculous, but in certain segments, basketball seems to be more popular and more attractive, especially to a younger generation. So I don't know what you do about it, Michael, whether it's a commissioner problem, owners, whatever, because everybody's going after the brass ring, but isn't ultimately it about entertainment and growing your sport? Well, like I said, I've said this before, it should be about entertainment, but the people that run baseball teams are entrusted to win games, not to be entertaining. That's not their job. And I know. It, it's, it, it, it's a, it's it a should, dilemma. It, it is a dilemma because they're, give me the most efficient way to win. I don't care if it's entertaining. So it, it, that's, not their, that's not their job. Now, that's the job why was Don, to make it entertaining, that it's tough. You're right. It's, they've got to be given different marching orders. That's ex- but to go back to the beginning of this conversation. Which game would you? Which sport would you change analytics-wise, or, or or in terms of making it? Uh, you more guys old might school? have convinced me to change my mind. This is why Don was right because you're right. Since that directive is now there, they got to do whatever it takes. But if you just removed the whole idea of it, how would anyone? All the teams would be at the exact same equal place, and we just would have a more entertaining game. And it, and it's just unfortunate for baseball, Peter, is that by helping you win, you make it less entertaining. But you can make the case that even though the three-point the three-pointer has ruined it for some old school people, there is a younger generation that loves it. it. It's attractive. Guys taking shots from the logo. It drives up points. So it, it it's now entered where if you're good at it, you could become a star. Steph Curry's been able to prove that. And in football, what is it? Going for it on fourth down. What does every fan do? They all cheer. Go for it, right? I mean, you don't like it when you don't get it. And we, we analyze it after the game, but isn't there a certain excitement to not settling for the field goal and going for it on fourth down? So it helps football and it helps basketball in certain uh, demographics, but in baseball, across the board, how does it help to take your star player out of a game, to have a star pitcher leave the game after going the, through the, road, the, uh, the order a third time? striking out in an inordinate amount of time. Like, how is that entertaining? No, the ball not in play. No great defensive plays because either you're walking, striking out, or hitting a home run. All of that takes the fun out of it. Let's go to Anthony in the car. Anthony. Hey, fellas. How you doing today? Great. How about you, Anthony? Good. Good. Uh, can I preface my next comment with, I don't think of you, Michael, mm-hmm. in this way. Okay. Hmm. How, overall, but yesterday's interview with uh, Bernetti, Bernetti, Bene- made m- yeah made Michael K look like a creep. Why? Well, Tell me tough. why, Ant. Mm. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, you, you were you were coming on to her, and I, I don't know not. your wife. I don't. 
I don't know your wife from Adam, and I, I, I felt bad. I felt bad for her. Yeah, yeah. Now my wife and I are fine. She heard the entire interview, so uh, I didn't mean to. Come what did off she that say? Way. What did she actually say? She said, um, she said uh, the, the exact thing she said when I saw her after the show was she said, I really want to be her friend. We, we're, I mean, because the thing that, that was interesting to both of us, that she's kind of lived a similar life to Jody, where like Jody is like a theater nerd. She was a theater major at NYU, and she grew up, and, you know, the, the way that Laura spoke about how she grew up, that's how Jody was too. Jody took the news route, and Lauren Benanti decided to go on Broadway. So Jody said, I want to be friends with her. She didn't say, you know, well, you were, I wasn't coming on to her. Mm. You know, first of all, Don, shut up. Because you're the one yeah. who says, I'll do anything for good radio. That was good oh, radio. Yeah. Well, the, I, I, did I say it was bad radio? Well, then, then, well, well then, then do you think that I was really hitting on somebody who, A, is married, and I'm happily married? Well, I, I obviously know your intentions were good, but it did come across as if you were smitten and you were kind of hitting on her. It was basically the identical interview you did with Jody. 15 years ago except you didn't ask her out how was i hitting on her listen i I don't like where this is gonna go so i'm gonna jump in here like mills lane but i will say it people if if people felt that way michael you don't want to just jump up and fight it maybe people felt it because there was some feeling of smittenness that came across maybe don said it was from her not your intention maybe it was from her to me maybe no that's not what that's not what they meant though that's not what people meant she didn't. She didn't twice say that you were good looking. Oh, but but that was the whole point of the thing, because I wanted to. Add, because I'm not going to explain myself. Well, to don't you. get up. Don't get offensive. <laughs> well, I mean, so so Don says that um, Kate Beckinsale is beautiful. So I yeah. happen to say that somebody to actually to somebody that they're beautiful. Does it mean I'm hitting on them? Well, I well I wouldn't want you to put her on because that because would be uncomfortable. So if she was on, you would tell. not tell her you're a beautiful woman. What are you afraid of? If you ever, if you, if you're secure in your relationship, what are you afraid of? Because it's just it, it's silly to compliment a woman in that fashion when I'm happily married. I, we we have fun. Yeah, I think me and everybody else in the world finds Kate Beckinsale attractive. Let me look up Beckinsale again. You know, uh, it's I never think about. It. Oh, yeah. I mean, Really? That's all you have for Beckinsale? You know, you're out. On, honestly, uh, yeah. I, that's it. that's I, all you have for Beckinsale? That's it? First of all, she's gorgeous, she's nice. and she's a member of Mensa. Well, she's I, got I, it all. I mean, well, I'm not talking to well, her, also, so that's go like, back I didn't to Click. Go- that was 18 years ago. Kate Beckinsale. Well, I was too busy crying during Click, so. Changed my life. Did it? Yeah, it did. No, it didn't. I, He's, he said it forever. Well, he said it, but did it actually do it, Don? Yeah, Does the man enjoy was, life at all? Well, no, it's not about of, enjoying life. It's not it's tr- about not looking for the next thing, not striving as much as... I, I don't strive as much as I did when I was young. I don't well, strive then, then, at all anymore. <laughs> all right, all right I, I take it back. <laughs> all right, Beckinsale and, 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 and Click era is, is something. Uh, you, you know what? She's she's just grotesque now. You're right. I, you know, listen, we're all, we're we're all pigs, just giving our opinion on what other human beings look like. It's superficial. It's trash. We're three ugly, filthy human beings who don't even deserve to walk the planet. But since we we're doing what we're doing, I'm just looking, going, okay, because this is Don's favorite. Okay. 
beauty you know, in, the, we, in the eye of the beholder. I would 100%. just think the majority of people agree with me. She look, she's, she's a lovely, lovely... Li- the first thing that came up on the Google Images did not get me like, oh, wow, Don, you... But now that I'm digging in, yeah, she's lovely. Absolutely Let, lovely. Let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny, help us. Yeah, let's clean this up, Danny. Well, first of all, I'd like to take this time to wish a early birthday to Don's favorite heartthrob and someone he'd have to have serious considerations over, the one and only Diane Franklin. Yeah, that Don? that was my moment, but you know, I was, was single at the time. But that that was that was a big deal. My brother got her, of course, from Better Off Dead and Last American Virgin. We had her on, and and I I kind of Michaeled that up, Peter, back in what was that, Danny? Maybe like oh three. Oh, it was it was a long time ago. I, I would I would say that I've never heard any man call a woman gorgeous. That many times in one interview, my wife would have been waiting at home with a butcher knife. Now listen, let me give let me give wait, you a wait, wait, wait. That's what Don did. No, well, you did. you did. Yesterday's interview, but I got a Woodjay for. for uh, let's, let's let's bring it back to laughter. Don Woodjay, game seven at the Garden for the Knicks or game seven City Field for the Mets. Oh, what? You know what? Now, Don, let me argue with you before you say it. Before while you're thinking, well, I mean, well, the atmosphere wise. Well, to be at the yeah. game. Oh, to be at so, the. Well, why would why would I a Nick? I would pick the Mets over the Knicks. Okay, but, well, what was the show if you had it? Well, before hold on, real quick, Danny. Before you instantly jump out and say the, the Mets simply because of your fanship, that wouldn't be a better atmosphere. Game seven at City Field would not be better than Game Seven. Well, it, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought Don was a Knicks fan. You have to go with two teams you feel equally about. I also have one for I have one for Michael too. Mike, everyone you know and love is either drowned or burned to death, but oh you get to survive. God. And you, but you get to survive with Lauren Bintani. Bananti. Bananti. The fact Benanti. that nobody can get, get his name right. It's, it's getting it's it's not as right. as she should be. You right. get to survive. You get to survive the, the apocalypse, the, the shark right. attack, whatever, whatever, whatever fell humanity. But yep. you and but you and you scarred with burns. But you get to spend it with Laura. Are you in? Everybody I love has been burned or drowned. No, I will, no, I'm not in. <laughs> I'd rather be with the people I'm with. But by the way, that's how that's that's disgusting. But if you had, but apparently that's that's how the interview affected people yesterday. They thought you were willing to burn everybody (laughs) you know. Unbelievable that people would think that. Unbelievable. (sighs) Well, it's Danny. That's your friend. Danny's a great caller. But but wait a minute. Did did, did, anybody in their right mind think I would take the latter? No. Well, that would be that was he. That was a weird. It's a tough one for Danny. Yeah, it's a tough one to get up from. Of the three clowns on the air right here, who's yeah. the one who said, well, you know what? If Michael ever got divorced, would you? I mean, who did that? I didn't do it. I did. You did it. Yeah. I well, didn't I mean, do it. No, I, I was reading the moment. I was speaking on behalf of the audience. The audience oh. could hear what was okay, going down. All right. Gandhi. And I said, you know what the audience wants to hear? They just want to know the truth. Is there is there something here in a fantasy world? So I tossed it out there. You handled it great. Everyone handled it well. We laughed. Yeah, nobody's we in moved trouble. on. But well, Laura did say, and why not? I've been divorced three, twice. And, you right, know. she made a joke. Yeah. Or maybe... Truth in every joke. It wasn't joke. a joke, yeah. Mm-hmm, hey, looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with DraftKings Same Game Parlays... Everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl 58. String together multiple bets from the big game for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Will the Chiefs pull off the upset? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code EMPIRE. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code EMPIRE. E-M. 
P-I-R-E. The crown is yours. You must be 21 plus physically present in New York. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. All right, so ESPN has made the move. They have hired Nick Saban for college game day next year. Um... He will do the road show. He will also contribute to ESPN's extensive multi-day NFL draft coverage and make appearances tied to SEC media days across ESPN platforms, including the SEC network. I'm sure he's getting paid a good deal of money for that. I think it's a good hire. He's good on the air, respected. Yeah. I wonder, is Belichick next? Let, let's say Rex Ryan gets a defensive coordinator job with the Cowboys. Do you hire Bill Belichick for that? I mean, I, I would guess when so we hired Eric Mangini. I mean, not for that, not for that job. No, but we NFL countdown. No, but we hired him to be an analyst, and he was okay. But he wasn't known as a talker. But you get somebody of that name, you're going to try to go for him. I, I, I'm not sure he would be good. Um, See, I think he'd be great. I really do. But you're you're basing it off of a, a, a tape thing to do it live. To, I, I don't know. I, I he I, I I'm not going to say he's like John Tortorella, but he's kind of in that area where he you know didn't really feel like dealing with the media. And I love Torts, but he was awful on television because he just didn't want to do it. Because he wanted to be a coach again. Well, right. I guess you could say the same thing about right. Belichick. And I, and I just feel like. I don't know if he would embrace it. Like, Rex has embraced it and is very opinionated. Um, that's what you want. You know, it's it's nice to have Bill Belichick. It's nice to have Bill Parcells, these big-name people. But at the end of the day, you want them to know football and you want them to be able to express an opinion. And I just don't know if Bill would want to do it enough to really be good at it. Well, I've talked to Rich Eisen, and he said that he was amazing on set. I mean, they're not doing, like... 17 takes like a movie. I mean, they're just, they're ripping no. through the top 100. He won an Emmy for it. He was great in no. that. Right. And, you know, analyzing past players, having it. But now when you've got to actually talk about teams that are in the now, dealing with players that are playing now when you still want to coach, I mean, right, he's so going to be all you, in. If, you, if you're Jimmy Pitar, you hire him? Probably because he's a big name. Right. But again, that doesn't mean he's going to be any good at it. I think the reason Rex is so good. Honestly, and that's why I was kind of surprised that he interviewed for the defensive coordinator job of the Cowboys. Is it felt like Rex realized that it's that's done, his coaching life is over, and this is what football is going to be for him, and he's all in, very opinionated. Way he went after Bill Belichick, it was great. You know, are you, is Belichick going to do that? Is he get, is he going to be critical of a colleague? Is he going to be critical of a team that maybe he's going to want to coach one day? Like that's what really makes an analyst great. Evaluating how to, uh, waxing poetic on how great Lawrence Taylor was that's one thing, but to rip a current player or rip a current coaching decision or rip a franchise. When you want to try to get back into the dance, I don't know if he'd be willing to do it. But you know what? The only job isn't only ripping. I mean, he could explain why decisions are made and what it's like in these situations. I mean, that would be invaluable. He's a he's a football genius. So 
I mean, if you're thinking you want like a hot take artist, no, he's not going to take right. over for Stephen A. Smith, but he he would serve an un- unbelievable value. Yeah, but there's only there's there's only so much in explaining why he made a decision. People want to know. All right, would you have well, done that? Well, you leave that up to Alex Smith and Teddy mm. Bruschi and and Randy Moss. Maybe he could just have a segment on the show where this this is what you do against the cover two. This is the defense you play against a quarterback like Mahomes. I think that would be invaluable. Let's go to Frank in New Jersey. Frank. Hey, guys. How you doing this afternoon? Good. How are you? I'm all right. I had some wrestling questions for Peter, if he can indulge me. Sure. Um, I was wondering wondering if you have seen the Netflix documentary on Ric Flair. I saw it last night. Phenomenal show. And if you've seen the Prime Video uh, documentary called 350 Following Wrestlers, uh, week to week uh, during, I guess, the 350-day uh, year a week. And um, how do you feel about Pat McAfee joining the uh, WWE Monday Night Raw? And on the Rocky thing, you know, I don't think this would be going on if they didn't get the blessing of Cody Rhodes, even though it is choreographed. I think Cody was on board with that. So it is going to be interesting to see how that press conference plays out. I have not seen um, the the three three hundred fifty days um, that Evan uh, Ginsburg film. I believe um, I, it looks it sounds really good though. Um, it's from like twenty sixteen or something. I do have to watch that. Um, the Pat McAfee to Raw, I think, is it's a great fit. I mean, if you can get someone of of Pat McAfee's name and reputation right now to be involved on a weekly basis and passionate uh which he appears to be i don't see how you say no to that like i'm 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 almost shocked guys that he was willing to come back in a weekly way because he is so busy and has a show every single day um but i think that's a win um and i think it makes raw and smackdown both strong with their commentary teams and what was the other thing he asked about had i seen something else something with the rock the rock's reaction to the the the, uh the other cody Rhodes sign off on it Oh, so the, that's like super. That, that's like the controversy right now is whether or not you know the WWE fans want to see The Rock have this match versus Roman Reigns because now they're all ticked off that Cody is not involved. Do I think Cody was in on all? I I don't know. I truthfully have no idea whether this is part of a long term story or whether they thought people would be really happy with The Rock coming back and they didn't think people would complain. And then the question becomes, do they pivot? And that's why tomorrow this presser is going to be so interesting because we will find out, maybe we'll find out if they're going to pivot. My fantasy, of course, would be, and this is never going to happen, but we said it on Cheap Heat this week. My fantasy would be that The Rock brings up Cody at the press conference and is like, you know what? I don't deserve this. The, the people, I do this for the people, and the people have spoken, the people want Cody. And then, Don, then Cody comes up to the podium, and you think The Rock is going to give his spot to Cody, and then The Rock and Roman, who are cousins, team up to beat the hell out of Cody Rhodes. That, to me, would wow. be, it would be earth-shattering, and now Cody Rhodes has sort of to climb the mountain of The Rock and Roman Reigns on his way to sort of completing the story. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I also don't think we'll get just Rock versus Roman. I do think, ultimately, Cody Rhodes is not going to be left out of WrestleMania because, guys, in, in all of all the cities that you could try to push a fan base to accept something that they're not asking for, Philly is the last place on earth 
to do that. The last time the Rock and Roman Reigns were in a ring together in Philadelphia, it was at the Royal Rumble in 2015, and they were booed out of the building. So it's it's. I have to tell you guys, I know you're not wrestling fans. It is a fascinating time in WWE right now. Hey, the Michael K. Show will be live from UBS Arena tomorrow before the Islanders face off against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Doors will open at 5 p.m., the opening of them early for fans to catch the show before the game. We'll have Lou Lamorello on with us. Join the New York Islanders for some fun in February. Take advantage of special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at UBS Arena and be there for every thrilling matchup. Get your tickets today at NewYorkIslanders.com slash Feb. Hey, did you give up your New Year's resolution already? Reach out to NJ Diet. They will help you lose the weight the safe and natural way. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you'll lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Plus, you lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. That's much quicker than the injections and safer too. NJ Diet is all natural, no hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET, or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.